the first priority to the ninja is to win without fighting. Hello and welcome to episode 494 of Under the Cull of MS. This is going to be a normal Tuesday comics and health segment and a little bit of whatever else. That was a quote from Masaki Hatsumi, a little ninja quote, because we got a bunch of martial arts ninjas comics today, and who knows what else, because the pile is huge, gotta get through it, so we can get to reading some new comics again, because I already forgot half the stuff I've that from this pile that I read, so I gotta open them up and refresh my memory. But let's start it out, starting out with Creepshow, Tales of Suspense and Horror, issue three from Image Comics. This is running off the series that I have yet to check out, but I jumped on this run and I'm very glad I did. Our first story happens to be about a barber that lives out in the woods and Loves his critters, has his little raccoons, possums, all the woodland critters that come up to see him when he comes home from work or whenever he comes out to give him a snack. They all watch his back, he watches their backs, and they're all friends. You don't have to kill everything, boys and girls. You can have some fun. You can enjoy wildlife, too. This one is called Hair. Uh, there's all kinds of noise in the woods and with the hunters and everything, and the critters. We got all the stories being told at the local barber shop and people disappearing. And find out reasons why and what's happening and along the way and. It's just a fun little twist on the standard story of you got my back, I got yours, you hurt me, I hurt you. It's just payback's a bitch. And wonderful artwork, fun story. And then we go into the second story called The Bridge, where you get your annoying prissy little goody two-shoe gal it's wears a size negative five bikini and thinks she's better than everybody else and worries about her selfies and her followers and everybody liking her and her being the main focus on people's eyes and they just so happen to be out by an ancient temple that has some rules and regulations and she's better than everybody else so she doesn't want to follow those rules and she thinks her shit doesn't stink and well now her shit might stink for a really long time because payback's a bitch so, watch what you ask for, kitties. 
Watch what you do. Treat people right, and they'll treat you right. Also, treat people wrong. And who knows what spirit might be lurking behind the next door that you open. You never know. So, it's always best to be on your best behavior if you don't want to deal with being punished, I guess. <laughs> uh, next one, the wife picked out at a sale. She asked if I was reading it. I said I thought about jumping on it, but figured I was going to wait for the trade or whatever if it if I heard good things about it. But she grabbed the first issue. It's Hitomi, number one from Image Comics. In feudal era Japan, a drifter with no prospects begins training in secret under Yasuki, a disgraced once feared warrior, as she struggles to find her place in a society entrenched in discrimination and violence. Chapter one is called Ghosts. We get to hear her story. Uh, the what she went through, how she survived, what happened to the the rest of her clan, family, friends. We find out what she's looking for. And along the way, she comes across a variety of different villages and people. And it's very interesting. Uh, I want to see where it goes. I want to see if she gets her just justice that she's looking for. Uh, we get to see a traveling sumo circus. We get to see some lonely souls that may or may not try to help her with her journey along the way. And I'm hoping that she gets what she's looking for. I'm hoping she gets the training she needs. This looks like it would be a very enjoyable story. I'd like to see where it goes. I still think I might wait for the trade, but I'm glad I at least picked up the first issue so I could get a taste for the story and see whether or not I liked it, and I, I've enjoyed it. Next up, sticking with the martial arts, we're going into Ninja High School, number 184 from Antarctic Press. I've been on this run just randomly because I like the Hillbilly Squirrel Girl character. I like all the other characters too, and I like Ben Dunn's work. I love Warrior Nun and everything else I've come across that I've read of his. But this is Deserted on the Planet of Fluff. And it's just that. They bring the squirrel ship into land, and they end up dealing with some type of fluff cotton candy sugary goodness type creature character that's just destroying things on this planet and while they do what they can do 
to deal with this entity, they come across some people from that planet, some heroes from that planet. I believe they're from that planet, at least. I don't know. I need more issues to find out more about it. I'm hoping that I can go back to the beginning of Ninja High School someday and just start this run from the beginning. I don't know if I can pick up trades or something like that in the future, hopefully, and get the rest of the story so I can get caught up on the origins of the characters and how they became and what they're up to now. And But yeah, I want to at least know what's up with this storyline, but I think I may have the next issue ordered, but not the final one for this storyline because I think the next issue is the penultimate for that storyline and I didn't get the following issue I don't think pre-ordered but I'll pick them up one day and get the whole storyline I enjoy every issue I read individually whether or not I have the complete story chunk or not then next up we have Ninja Kaden from Black box comics is done by Palicki, Meyer, Bartolo, Augusto, and Cienti. Uh, he basically, uh, our, our character kind of deals with a bunch of the ghosts. Uh, we learn a little cat trick. We also get to see what happens when he gives up his armor to his ghostly father and we get to find out a little bit more of the story of what's going on with his father why this became to what it was why we have these uh ghosts in this house these urns in this house this why his father's dead and in that house uh, and what characters are kind of waiting for things to happen in the background and we're going to see more about them I'm guessing in this next issue I don't know if this is the penultimate issue for this one I think it was only scheduled for about five issue run but I don't think that I've seen any beyond number five for pre-order so I believe I have the fifth one ordered and we'll see what happens from there Ah, Saturday mornings, getting up in your pajamas, grab that bowl of cereal, crawl into your blanket fort, get all cozy, grab your pet or whatever you have, or if you have friends or siblings that hung out with you in those Saturday mornings, and turn on that TV because you can't record stuff because we didn't have VCRs back then. And they probably did when these cartoons were going. Yeah, they had VCRs by then. But when I watched my Saturday morning cartoons. We didn't. And we had to watch what was on, when it was on, with the commercials and everything. And we loved it. Commercials were full of toys and food that we wanted. And didn't have all that political crap and all that shit on the TVs, wasting your commercials. It's just... It was more enjoyable back then, but yeah, you had a set time. It's like you had to get up six, seven, eight in the morning. I mean, I'd get up at like two hours before school so I could catch like Woody Woodpecker, the 
uh, Hanna Barbera or Laugh Olympics and <laughs> all the good fun cartoons back then. Captain K, man. But yeah. Then cartoons changed at one point. They got way more intense. Way I mean, really fun characters started popping up. And you had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heroes in a Half Shell. Turtle Power. Uh, we got Saturday Morning Adventures. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from IDW. I got number one and number two here. Wanted to check these out. Now I want to stay on this run because it just brought back so many good memories. But our first one, the world's most fearsome fighting team. They're heroes in the half shell and they're green. They're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. VR in deep trouble. We got, I believe Donnie made a VR fighting unit for the turtles so they could have some fun video game training instead of just doing the normal splinters workout training ninja training every day they would like to have something a little different to do once in a while so he made donnie made up this vr unit and the splinters like all right you can skip training today and go ahead and train in the vr unit see how it goes and the turtles jump in and something happens with some electrical wiring and they get stuck in the game, of course. And you got to read it to find out what happens, what kind of characters they deal with, what they end up doing to try and get out of this thing and try and fix it and save themselves before they start getting killed off in VR, which could mean in the real world. But yeah, it's a story we've seen before, but done in a way funner way. And then we get issue two where Krang and Shredder just happen to play with some portals, dimension type things. And a rock monster gets brought into our world and the turtles got to deal with them while also dealing with Shredder and Krang. And it's just another great story so if you've been missing out on those and you want to bring back your childhood those are the way to go they've been a lot of fun since a lot of the turtle stuff is starting to get a little little too serious nowadays and they're still good stories but yeah we're getting deep into the storylines nowadays and it's always fun to go back to the careless carefree times of just goofy old cartoons so check those out if you're missing out on something like that next up ruby ruby Roo, scooby-doo where are you number 117 from dc comics cohen and chiola we got Beast of Eaton. Basically got a story 
where they're on a TV news food segment, Scooby and Shaggy, and the lady opens up the fridge, and it just so happens to be empty. Did Shaggy and Scooby eat it all? You, you guess? Nope. Nope, there's a hole in the back of the fridge, and there's a hole behind the fridge in the wall, and there's a big old Sasquatch with his arms full of all the food, and uh, he goes running off and tries and gets away with all their food. And you guys see what they do to figure out this, what's up and fix it. And then our second story goes into a Scooby Snacks factory where there's monsters all over the factory and they have to shut down the Scooby Snacks. They can't make no more Scooby Snacks. Oh my God, what are we going to do? And uh, you have to see what Scooby Gang does to try and save Scooby's favorite snacks from, I think the one snacks that were taken over were Scrappy Snacks. Hmm. What does that stick in your mind? But yeah, the storyline was called Snack Attack. And yeah, it was fun. Both of those stories are great, as usual. I just, I just love a good Scooby every now and then. Next up, I got Scorched, number 12 from Image Comics. We're dealing with the curse. The curse has our Scorched crew and tra- kind of trapped being tortured and the curse is the main entity that they're dealing with here along with a couple of humans that are watching what's going on we also get some backstories kind of learning more about this cursed character And we also get to see what's up with Meta Evil Spawn. Because I thought when all this was happening and Meta Evil went off, I thought for sure we were going to see a Meta Evil run come out next because they did the Gunslinger run, the Scorched run, uh, King Spawn, and they just kept on coming out with these, and none of them are finishing. They're all still ongoing. A lot of them are like 12 issues in and still going. And I'm like, oh, what the hell? Why didn't we do short runs with these and make the storylines fun and then cross them back into the original Spawn run? But I can't tell them what to do. It's their comic. But it's really annoying when I'm reading a story and it's jumping all over the place and it's, there's no flow to it it's like if if i'm gonna put a comic out there and i'm gonna do a bunch of offshoots for all the different characters i'm gonna make damn well sure that every one of those character storylines when that comic comes out it flows nice and smoothly with the storyline on all the other related comics to that story I don't like when they just keep bouncing us 
going way forward, way back. And it's like, what the hell am I reading anymore? I'm so confused. But this one does clean up some of the storylines that were all... I mean, this kind of brings Gunslinger, Scorched, King Spawn, Spawn, all those kind of like into a into a nice little, hey, here we are. This is what's going on. This is what's happening storyline. And then dealing with this dickhead called the curse. Uh, yeah, he's out to destroy all our entities and of course he's got the devourers as backup which are these massive destroying death demons (laughs) that uh have been putting a big hamper on our characters up until this point so yeah, having to deal with a bunch more of them, that's not a good thing. But yeah, I was gonna drop off this run. And then they brought out this cover, and I just love this cover. So I'm like, yeah, it's number 12. Maybe they're gonna end it here. So I'll get one more. Hell no, they ain't ending it. It's still going. <laughs> so like, but Scorched is one of the favored runs of the spawn runs that are going right now i personally like it a lot but i wanted to get off it and just stick with gunslinger and the regular spawn run for now but yeah i i'm gonna end up getting them anyways i might as well get back to them but we'll see next up yeah we got enough time to do this one yet we got she hulk number seven and eight, I believe. For some reason, I got two different number seven covers. I don't know what the hell happened because I don't care for either one of them. Neither one really grabs me. But then issue eight has the Howard the Duck cover. So that one I understand why I got. I don't know why I ended up with two number sevens, so. But anyways, we got She-Hulk, Jack of Hearts. We're catching up on their storyline. We got previously, Jennifer Walters, otherwise known as She-Hulk, has left the Avengers and returned to lawyering. She now works for her former adversary, Mallory Book, whose strict no-superhuman clients policy has relaxed since Jen joined the firm. Out of the office, Jen has been dealing with the unexpected return of a friend, fellow Avenger, and previously presumed dead Jack of Hearts. Something put a damper on Jack's powers, something he can't recall. While Jen and Jack were trying to unravel the mystery, a hulking superhuman dismissed the attack as an accident. Er, a hulking superhuman named Mark attacked Jack. Mark's wife, April, dismissed the attack as an accident, but Jen isn't convinced. Through it all, Jen and Jack have been growing closer, and when they finally had a moment to themselves, things got intimate. And she's just slutting it up, and she's got Jack at a heart, she's got Daredevil. I mean, come on, woman, pick a guy. 
Christ. Just can't go screwing everybody around, but yeah, we get to see them catching up. We get a fun little storyline where oh I'm trying to think of what this character is called. Victor Mancha is teen cyborg. And then he's got a Doom bot, which thinks that he's Dr. Doom. And he's got, they got a fun little twist going on with their, their court case. And Jen's got to work out what she can to help them along the way while she's also dealing with this big hulking goofball and this smaller lady that happens to be teamed up with this big hulking goofball and we get to see why they're attacking jen and what's going on and it takes us into issue eight with the awesome howard the duck cover and we get more of that story find out more of what's going on with them we also get Mark Booth, a smart guy that works for a startup, studied biological engineering, could be running a lab of his own if he wanted to. I'm not exactly sure who this character is, but if you read the story, it gets a little deeper into it, and we find out a little more about why Jen's being stalked or hulked or hunted and why people are trying to get her blood and what happens because of everything and just keeps getting deeper and deeper with our storyline we're getting further and further along finding out more as we go it's it's a great comic great comic run i'm enjoying it but I don't know if I'm going to stick with it much longer. I might just see how far it goes and then catch up later on down the road. Because, I mean, seriously, we're in that part right now where eh, all these comics, 9, 10, 11, 12, they're all just going to end up in a dollar bin somewhere anyways. So, might as well wait, get a whole bunch of them read them all at once instead of reading something, waiting a month or two and forgetting what you read and then reading the next part. But we're going to end that portion there with the comics. I think that's enough for today. That's a pretty good chunk of our stack. It's over half of what we had left for our stack. So that'll work out good. Maybe Thursday we can pump out the last of them and then we can start fresh with some new comics again. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully there's at least one in there that you might want to go check out. I'd say uh, all those ones today, I would say my favorite one. would probably be 
That's a tough toss-up. I'd say either the first story in the Creep Show issue three, the Hitomi number one, or the Saturday morning cartoons, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles issue one. The gaming one was between those three, those would probably be my tops of that pile. But that's just me. And not many people feel the same way as I do about things. So uh, you might have a whole different one that you'd like to check out. We're going to end it there. And we'll get back right after this with the health portion of the show. All right, let's get to the health portion of the show, I guess. See what we can come up with, what kind of crap I got piled up in my files here to look at. Starting out with CO, well, coenzyme Q10 or COQ10. It's like, what's the benefits of it? You hear about this stuff, you see it available in natural form. And I have no idea why or what its benefits are. My I'm not used to using my hand mouse instead of my actual mouse. My fat finger thing on a little mouse screen. So I'm not used to doing that. So I got all kinds of things popping up as I'm trying to move the screen, but CoQ10 is a compound made by your body and stored in the mitochondria of your cells. The mitochondria are in charge of producing energy. So yeah, so that would be a good thing probably for energy benefits. But we'll see what they have to say. It may treat heart failure. CoQ10 seems to help treat heart failure by improving heart function, increasing ATP production, and limiting oxidative damage. So that would be beneficial that way. We got the antioxidant properties of CoQ10 could help improve Sperm quality and reduce the decline in the number of quality of eggs in women. What the heck just happened? That's weird. This thing is bouncing all over the place. I don't know why it's doing that to me. When applied directly to the skin, CoQ10 can reduce sun damage and increase antioxidant protection. Supplementing the CoQ10 may also help decrease the risk of skin cancer. I wonder if that would, it can reduce sun damage. So wouldn't that make us less likely to take in vitamin D then directly from the sun? Won't it work kind of like a sunscreen? So, I mean, then you're still protecting yourself, but then you're still going to want to take supplemental vitamin D to make up for the vitamin D loss that you're 
not getting when you think you're getting it from being outside. Supplementing with CoQ10 seems to help prevent and treat migraines as it increases mitochondrial function and reduces inflammation. Exercise performance can be affected by oxidative stress and mitochondrial dysfunction. So CoQ10 can help lower oxidative damage, promote exercise capacity, and decrease fatigue. And the more I'm hearing about this stuff, the more I'm, I definitely want to add it to my regimen. I know I considered adding it in the past. I thought I did try it, but didn't really notice anything from it. But I may have to give it another three-month shot and see what happens. Supplementing with CoQ10 can help increase insulin sensitivity and improve blood sugar levels for the diabetics. CoQ10 plays a critical role in the protection of cell DNA and cell survival, both of which are strongly linked to cancer prevention and recurrence. CoQ10 has been shown to protect brain cells from oxidative damage and reduce the action of harmful compounds that can lead to brain disease. So basically what I'm seeing from this, we got cognitive, we got fatigue, we got energy, we got uh, heart-related help, I mean, it sounds pretty, a pretty good all-purpose style uh, thing to add as a supplement. CoQ10 can reduce oxidative damage and inflammation that results in diseases of the lungs. Since CoQ10 is fat-soluble, it is recommended to take it with food or use products that combine it with oils to improve its absorption. Supplementing with CoQ10 appears to be well-tolerated by individuals and has low toxicity. CoQ10s found in some foods, especially organ meats. Also, it seems that it's as equally well absorbed through foods as it is through supplements. And organ meats like heart, liver, and kidney. Muscle meats like pork, beef, and chicken. Fatty fish like trout, herring, mackerel, and sardines. Vegetables like spinach, cauliflower, and broccoli. Fruit like oranges and strawberries. Legumes like soybeans, lentils, and peanuts. Nuts and seeds like sesame seeds and pistachios. Oils like soybean and canola oil. So, a lot of things that many of us use in our regular diet anyways. CoQ10 is a fat-soluble vitamin-like compound that seems to have many health benefits. It is involved in the production of cellular energy and serves as an antioxidant. These properties make it helpful in the preservation of cells and the prevention and treatment of some chronic diseases. CoQ10 has been shown to help improve heart health and blood sugar regulation, assist in the prevention and treatment of cancer, and reduce the frequency of migraines. It could also reduce the oxidative damage that leads to muscle fatigue, skin damage, and brain and lung diseases. 
CoQ10 can be found as a supplement that seems to be well tolerated. Additionally, it's found in some foods like animal organs, vegetables, and legumes. Since CoQ10 production decreases with age, adults of every age could benefit from more of it. Whether you consume more foods with a high CoQ10 content or take supplements, CoQ10 could benefit your health. So yeah, it's nice to have one that you're not going to have to worry about overdosing on or taking too much of. But yeah, it's something to try out if you want to see how it goes for you. I know I'm going to give it another three-month shot and see what happens from it. See if I notice anything. Uh, let's look into some yoga. Some yoga poses you can try out. Well, I think you should just probably... I don't know if I really want to go through all these because we're going to burn up too much of our time. But And you got your hero pose, which is... Relatively simple to start out with. Just basically get into a kneeling position. Your knees should be together and your feet should be slightly wider, wider than your hips. Keep the tops of your feet flat on the floor. Sit back that, so that your bottom reaches the floor in between your feet. If your bottom does not reach the floor, use a block or a book. Don't overdo it. Don't overstretch and end up pulling some muscles that you're going to end up hurting yourself and then you're laid up for a while and can't work out. Place your hands on your thighs. Sit up straight to open your chest and lengthen your spine. And hold this pose for up to five minutes. There's the tree pose. From standing, bear your weight with your right foot and slowly lift your left foot off the ground. Slowly turn the sole of your left foot towards the inside of your left leg. Place it on the outside of your left ankle, calf, or thigh. Avoid pressing your foot into your knee. Bring your hands into any comfortable position. This could be in a prayer position in front of your heart or hanging alongside your sides, whatever's more comfortable for you. Hold this pose for up to two minutes. You may want to be close to a chair or a wall, so if you have to, if you get tippy and you need something to help you balance, you can grab onto it or tilt against it. And then repeat on the opposite side. There's triangle pose where you come into a standing position with your feet wider than your hips. Place, face your left toes towards, sorry, face your left toes forward and your right toes in at a slight angle. Lift your arms to extend out from your shoulders. Your palms should face down. Extend your torso forward as you reach forward with your left hand. Hinge at your hip joint to bring your right hip back. Take your left hand to your leg, the floor, or a block. 
Extend your right arm up towards the ceiling. Gaze in any comfortable direction and hold this pose for up to a minute. Then do the opposite side. There's standing forward bend, which is pretty much what it is, says. Stand with your feet about hip width apart and your hands on your hips. Exhale as you hinge at the hips to fold forward, keeping a slight bend in your knees. Drop your hands to the floor or rest them on a block. Tuck your chin into your chest. Release tension in your lower back and hips. Your head and neck should hang heavy towards the floor and hold this pose for up to one minute. And there's the fish pose, and I don't mean fish lips. Sit with your legs stretched out in front of you. Place your hands underneath your buttocks with your palms facing down. Squeeze your elbows together and expand your chest. Then lean back onto your forearms and elbows, pressing into your arms to stay lifted in your chest. If it's uncomfortable, you may let your head hang back towards the floor or rest it on a block or cushion. Hold this pose for up to one minute. Next up, we got extended puppy pose. Come into a tabletop position. Extend your hands forward a few inches and sink your buttocks down towards your heels. Press into your hands and engage your arms muscles, keeping your elbows lifted. Gently rest your forehead on the floor. Allow your chest to open and soften during this pose. Hold this pose for up to two minutes. Now we got child pose. From a kneeling position, sink back into your heels. Fold forward, walking your hands out in front of you. Allow your torso to fall heavy into your thighs and rest your forehead on the floor. Keep your arms extended forward or rest them alongside your body and hold this pose for up to five minutes. Next up's a head to knee forward bend where you sit on the edge of a cushion or folded blanket with your left leg extended or your yoga mat, or you could probably do it on your bed. Press the sole of your right foot into your left thigh. You can place a cushion or block under either knee for support. Inhale as you extend your arms overhead. Exhale as you hinge at the hips, lengthening your spine to fold forward. Rest your hands anywhere on your body or on the floor. Hold this pose for up to five minutes, then repeat on the opposite side. You got your seated forward bend, which is basically what it says. Sit on the edge of a folded blanket or cushion with your legs straight out in front of you or yoga mat or your bed. You may keep a slight bend in your knees. Inhale to lift up your arms. Slowly hinge at your hips to extend forward, resting your hands anywhere on your body or the floor. Remain in this pose for up to five minutes. <clears throat> Got legs up the wall pose, where you sit with your right side against the wall. 
then lie back as you as you swing your legs up along the wall. Your buttocks should be as close to the wall as is comfortable for you. This could be right up against the wall or a few inches away. Relax and soften in your in your back, chest, and neck. Allow your body to melt into the floor and hold this pose for up to 10 minutes. Then we got reclining bound angle pose where you lie on your back and bring the soles of your feet together. Place cushions under your knees or hips for support. Especially if you have bad knees and stuff, you're going to feel that when there's a little gap and you're trying to keep it off the ground. It's like it's better just to give it that support so you're not putting that strain on there. Place one hand on your stomach area and one hand on your heart. Focusing on your breath. Stay in this pose for up to 10 minutes. Probably be a good one to do while you're doing your... Uh, meditation too but there's a few yoga pose ideas they say that they'll help you with anxiety but who knows as long as you're moving your body it's good for you it's that time of year with all the diet exercise all that crap so you can check out things like the walls diet Uh, you can look up some recipes that they have for it if you want if you're interested in it the walls diet protocol differs from the paleo diet in one way it calls for more fruits and veggies so if you want to go that road if you want to go paleo with extra fruits and veggies this might be a good one for you to try but i'm just going to give you the recipe names and you can search them for yourself and get the full Recipes if you like, but they have a rainbow chard with bone broth and bacon. I'm not a huge fan of bacon. I like bacon, but I don't go searching for it. But I have wanted to do some type of Swiss chard recipe. So that one I might try in the future. There's a chicken liver fried rice. It's, I love liver and it's onions and stuff like that. But chicken livers, I can never get them cooked the way I enjoy eating them, so they can be iffy for me. Uh, slow cooker spaghetti squash. And you can make it with the squash. She likes to use ghee melted into it, some nutritional yeast, sea salt, and freshly ground pepper. I like to use whatever seasonings I want, including some sea salt and pepper. And then I'll just cut it in half. And that's after I cut it in half. And then I'll just put it on a pan. Throw it in an oven for at 350 for an hour. Instead of sticking it in a slow cooker for 8 to 10 hours. But you can go either way. And if you want to try your way, go for it. Uh, and then once you're done with it, you can always top it with some extra toppings to make it taste a little better turn it into an actual spaghetti or something like that they have turkey tacos where you use the uh what you call it let the lettuce leaves kale or collard leaves they use for the shells they have a walls fudge 
using coconut oil, avocados and stuff. I haven't had, I mean, they, they weren't terrible. Some of the coconut oil style recipes I tried in the, to make a replacement for sugary treats, but they also weren't super great either. So I mean, try them out, see if you can find a way, maybe switch them up a little bit, make them a little better for you better tasting for you i suppose it'll probably be less healthier better at tasting crappier it is for your body isn't that the way it goes but uh see functional fitness can be a good way to combat restlessness and keep your body moving it refers to exercise that helps you with everyday activities like getting up off the floor, carrying heavy objects, putting something up on a shelf. They got things like doing squats, basically standing straight with your feet shoulder width, width apart and your arms down at your sides. Bend your knees and start to squat down, pushing back into your hips. Almost as if you're about to sit in a chair. Raise your arms up in front of you as you go, if you're able. When your thighs are parallel to the ground, pause and push through your heels, extending your legs and returning to the starting position. They say complete two sets of 15 reps, but do what your body tells you it's allowing and just listen to it. Don't overdo it. Don't overstress it overwork it they have an inclined chest press where you can position the bench at a 45 degree angle but you need a incline press to do that so if you don't have a bench what good is that but you hold one dumbbell in each hand and lean back onto the bench extend your arms straight up with dumbbells above your head bend your arms slowly dropping the weights towards your chest when your upper arms are just past parallel to the ground push the dumbbells back up to the starting position using your pectoral muscles to lead the movement complete two sets of 15 reps they say or do what you're allowed they got plank where you start out on all fours with your palms planted on the ground and your knees bent slightly further than 90 degrees Push up from your hands and feet, extending your arms and legs, and keep your core tight. Your body should form a straight line from head to toe. Hold for as long as you can, and repeat for two sets. You have a wall squat where you can stand with your back against a wall and your feet a step out. Bend your legs, pressing your back into the wall and allowing yourself to slide down into a squat. When your thighs are parallel to the floor, push back up against the wall into the starting position. Repeat for two sets of 15 reps. And some of these you could do while you're at work even. Or just while you're cooking dinner or something like that. You can use the counters and the walls. They have step downs where you stand to the side of your bench or step with one foot on it and one foot on the ground. Pushing through the heel of the foot on the bench, step up to extend your leg fully, then slowly lower back down to start. Complete two sets of 15 reps on each side. 
I think that's ridiculous because that sounds like you're going to have your legs way too high and you could end up hurting yourself if you're not not very flexible at the moment. So you might want to work into some of these. They got row where you attach your resistance band to an anchor slightly above your head. Sit in a chair holding the handles so they're taut. taut. Pull your elbows down and back, pausing for one second, then releasing back to the start. Complete two sets of 15 reps. They also got, and you can hook your those rubber band straps into a door, just open it up, put a knot on one end of the strap, stick the strap through the door, hinge side, and then close the door, and you got your a nice solid strap holder. Uh, stationary lunge where you split your stance so your legs form a triangle with the ground. Not moving your feet, lunge forward on your leading leg. When your leg forms a 90 degree angle with the ground, return to start. Repeat two sets of 15 reps on each side. And they got step up where you stand with a bench or step in front of you. About one step away is good. Step up onto the bench with your right foot, only tapping your left foot to the surface while keeping your weight in in your right foot. Step your left foot back down to the floor while keeping your right foot on the bench. Complete two sets of 15 on each leg. You got single leg lift where you stand with your feet together and your hands on your hips. With your weight in your left leg, hinge slightly forward at the hips while slowly raising your right leg straight back until it reaches a 45 degree angle. Return to start. And repeat for two sets of 15 reps with your right leg, then switch. Uh, some more that they have is the side plank, the downward facing dog, the single leg deadlift, the lunge with bent over roll. And a lot of these are going to probably be more stressful than you're going to want for newer people or if you're just trying out trying to get flexible and get your body moving better i suggest being careful with a lot of those some of those sounded a little a little too much of a i mean why use a bench to step up why wouldn't you use a staircase so you're only going gradual instead of using stepping on something that's three times four times as high as a normal step that's just dumb think you're gonna hurt someone's gonna hurt themselves doing that and i am not a doctor so don't listen to me i'm just telling you shit that people sent to me so <laughs> uh they have five regional diets that may boost your lifespan so what kind of diets are they they have the okinawa diet You eat foods. Well, the Okinawa diet is primarily plant-based. It's low in calories but rich in nutrients. Its staple food is the Okinawan sweet potato, along with soy products and low GI grains. Eh, I'm not a fan of all that soy stuff. There's the Sardinia diet, which... 
follows most of the Mediterranean diet's eating pattern with higher intakes of milk and dairy products, olive oil, fish, and alcohol. Wow. Higher intakes. They like using kanaunau, red wine, and myrtle liqueur. But yeah, dairy a lot of people don't like nowadays. Yeah, pick something that works for you or design your own diet. That's the best way to do it. You got the Icaria diet. I-K-A-R-I-A. And this one is another variation of the Mediterranean diet with a higher intake of coffee, potatoes, and full-fat dairy products. There's the Nicoya diet, N-I-C-O-Y-A, which differs from the rest of the Blue Zone diets in that it has a higher intake of animal-based proteins and a lower intake of healthy fats. Still, it is high in fiber and low GI foods. And the Seventh-day Adventist, Adventist diet is a mostly vegan diet inspired by the Bible. It divides meats into clean and unclean categories, and Adventists may choose among the options in the clean list. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I could get deeper into those, but I don't have time. We're out of time. Hopefully you learned something today. And we should be back again sometime soon. So take care of yourself. Take care of everybody else. Kick you out of the monster. Rate, review, tell a friend. Keep following us. Audio, video, all kinds of new stuff coming out. And we'll get back to you again sometime soon. Behave.